Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is time once again for the Lucha Underground sanctioned Midweek War. We are here to argue about Impact Wrestling. But before I introduce my uh, cohort in crime for this episode of Midweek War, I would like to tell you all, if you have not watched the Indie Mayhem show this week, please do yourself a favor. Stop this right now. Come back to it. But stop it right now and go check out this past week's Indie Mayhem show. We have Lucha Underground co-executive producer Chris DeJoseph on, and we ask him everything. He spoils nothing. But we ask him everything. <laughs> we really tried. He did give some nice juicy little tidbits in there. But you got to listen to the interview to find out what they are. I'm not going to tell you what they are here. And they will drive your brain crazy for weeks as it has mine so far every night. I keep thinking about a few things that he said. But anyway, um, with me, as always, is the person who for some reason likes Impact, Antonio Garza. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Mike. I indeed am the one who likes impact out of probably the a large territorial space of the United States of America. Um, and yeah, go, go check out uh, Chris Joseph's interview. It was a really, really nice talk. He's a great person, really down to earth. And it, if you're if you've been dying inside because there's no lucha on the ground in your in your life, go and check that out because it was pretty much all about lucha on the ground. So. Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic. Like yeah. there was like maybe two minutes talking about Big Brother of all things, but other than that, yeah. it was lucha, 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 lucha. Like more luchas than a fucking Kalisto match. I'm serious. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, okay, so Garza, back to business as usual. Um, what's <laughs> your word? What's your word for this week? Uh, my my word is gonna be a, a because. Was there Cookie Crisp on the show? Uh, no. <laughs> but I may go get some Cookie Crisp after this show. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, but the, the Wolves did have a match against each other. Mm-hmm. It definitely existed. Um, uh, my my word for this week is veterans. Okay, veterans. And I will get into it why with my good. Uh, but Garza, I'm feeling polite. I will let you go for your first with your good for this week. Um, I'm actually gonna give the good to some of the in ring action of this week. Okay. I think uh, I'm assuming the Mahabali Shira match. Okay, I'm actually gonna get to that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, the Wolves match was really good. Uh, I was really, really surprised by how much time they gave uh, Mandrews versus was it TJP Manic? Yeah, Manic. Yeah, Manic. They they gave they gave him a bunch of time, and it was a good match. I, I really, really liked it. Uh, I forget. Did Manic come out with his uh, Manic? Did Mandrews come out with his skateboard again? I think he did. Yeah. Okay. I was. I don't remember if I saw it or not. So. Yeah, and he's backwards cap. He's he's so nice. He's, Den- he's Dennis the Menace. He's yeah. <laughs> the fucking menace. Uh, and uh, as you were mentioning, uh, Mahabali Shira, the match was terrible, but it talks great amount of league and talent about Kenny King 
to bring oh, out a, a decent match geez. out of that guy. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny King. <laughs> That is Kenny. That is Kenny King's masterpiece in TNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seriously, gotta, I don't think gotta... I don't think anyone will be able to pull that good of a match out of Shira ever. Yeah, he he got us a, a decent match out of that guy, and thank the gods that there was no Shira shuffle well, during the match. Yeah, well, during but, the match, but Garza, there can't be a Shira shuffle because this match was recorded before he invented the Shira shuffle. It doesn't matter. Yes, I, I, live in a, I live in a KP world. I don't care. You live in a TARDIS. I forgot. Um, but yeah, uh, that finish to the Shira Kenny King match, that sky <laughs> high looked like the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, that's the best looking powerbomb variant I've seen that wasn't coming from Kevin Owens this year. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I, I mean, it was all Kenny King, obviously. Like, Shira literally just had to catch and turn. But yeah. still, props to Kenny King. Like, if that was his last match before going to Ring of Honor, bravo, sir. Bravo. <laughs> you went out with a bang. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I guess uh, the other matches, Ruth Young, it was so typical Ruth Young match. I guess I've seen them so much that I just, I'm not hyped about them. Yeah. And the other one, I think, was uh, Madison Rain. Madison and Gale. Yeah, which... Uh, it's okay. Oh, no, it was Madison and Brooke. Excuse me. Okay, Madison and Brooke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't think much of it, of it but uh, it was what it was. I mean, uh, there have been better Madison Marine matches, but there have been worse ones, so... Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to give my good to um, Bobby Roode and Eric Young. <laughs> really? Yeah, not necessarily for their match, because we've seen their matches before. But for the backstage segments and making me really trying to give a shit. Because I swear to God, like, if there's two guys who I would pluck from TNA and just put them anywhere else because they really are that good, it's Bobby Roode and Eric Young. And I know those segments were filmed months ago, but God damn, if they weren't really, really entertaining, like, it made me care about their match because it was something different. It was an actual, like there was a story going into the match. Granted, they didn't really wrestle like the match didn't progress the story that much, but the buildup to it was fresh. It wasn't just video packages over and over again about what Bobby Roode and Eric Young have done to each other, because we know that whole story. If you don't know that story, you haven't been watching TNA for the past 10 years because that's how long the Bobby Roode and Eric Young feud has been. Um, but yeah, the, the backstage stuff I thought was great. Like with Eric saying that Bobby wasn't going to make it to a match and attacking him and then not attacking him. Like it was, uh, it was really, really good. <laughs> and only, I, I think only Eric Young and Bobby Roode could have made that shit work because I think they knew that this was going to be kind of a bullshit tournament thing with a lot of filler matches, so they're like, hey, let's make it interesting. It's like when they have EC3 interstitials. So, you know, it's it's gonna be good if you're talking about current stuff. They did the same thing with Madison Marine. Like, she was actually talking about becoming the first female world champion. Yes! That's what we need to see! More of that! Like, 
Find the talent. I don't care if they're working at the Cinnabon in their part-time job. Find them. Record whatever you have to. Make it fucking mean something. All right. So, Garza, what was your bad this week? Well, my bad was actually the Eric Young backstage segments. Oh, <laughs> fuck you! No, I, I don't know. We're like, directly arguing this week. This is great. Yeah, uh, I Ruth was good, but I, there was a point. It was probably by by the time that Eric Young started to to like try to play mind games. That I, I don't know. I just like I started losing my patience for Young. I was like, oh man, I'm. I'm getting tired of your trying to be heel voice, and I don't know. I, I I just didn't connect to the to that promo like you did. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll accept that Eric Young is not a natural heel. Bobby Roode is not a natural face. The yeah, roles I mean, are really flipped. Yeah, I mean, Young can be a really good heel, but I don't like the crazy Young. I like the like, for instance, when he World was. Elite? Yeah, World, World Elite. Elite. That was World my favorite. Elite was the shit. Yeah, he was my favorite heel, Young. But this guy that's like going crazy and starts shouting every, everywhere, like I don't know. I guess I got I got tired of hearing him. And and this show had a lot of, of that. So I can I, I can bad. understand that. I can understand that. It's it's not the best gimmick, but mm-hmm. I I feel like Eric Young is turning uh shit and making it into Shinola. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to do the best with it that he can. Yeah, I agree. That 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 props to him for that. It's like it's like when Abyss is given shitty gimmicks. Abyss can work a shitty gimmick into a real into something really fun. Eric Young is the same way. Hell, even Bobby Roode's the same way. Like all the TNA original group, they have master's degrees in turning shit into salad. You know, they, they've been yeah. doing, they've been doing it for twelve years in Impact. Like, all right, um, my my bad this week. Mahabali sure. Um, and it's not the match like like we said. Kenny King pulled the best match out of Mahabali sure that I think we'll ever see. It's the intro because TNA has realized that they fucked this whole thing so poorly that they can't show the intro of the guy that, let's face it, is probably gonna win this whole fucking thing. Shut your mouth. No, I'm serious. If the finish is going to be in goddamn India, Mahabali Shira is going to be the first guy to pin EC3, and I'm going to be the saddest person in the world. Like, I will I will literally cry. <laughs> and not like happy tears, not like... I will just sob uncontrollably for the entire show of the Midweek War that week. Um, But yeah... Because he was such a big heel and such a part of the revolution, they can't show his entrance. They have to dub over his theme song. He wrestles like a heel. Like, people were cheering for Kenny King, for fuck's sake. Remember when Kenny King went face that one week? That's when this (laughs) match happened. That's when this match happened. I'm like, wow. Shira is supposed to be, like, the benevolent, immigrant who dances and we love him and everybody fucking hates him during every one of his matches i think that's more real and current that everyone hates shira and we rather cheer for kenny king 
obviously, because KK <laughs> is in a different company now, and he'd be <laughs> hilarious if we moved on. I mean, not, not even that. I think that even if if it, if it had been taped today, people would still be crapping no. on Shira. No, because they would have paid the, the people in the front row of the Impact Zone to do this. Do, 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 whatever the fuck that is. But, like, the narrative that they're trying to spew doesn't match the product. That's like, that's like, I can't even think of a good example. It's like talking about Star Wars, but showing an episode of Star Trek. It's not the same fucking thing. Like, it's not. It's like saying, oh, Kurt Angle was uh, the biggest... He like, it's like talking about Macho Man Randy Savage, saying how he was this huge fan favorite, and then showing him beating the shit out of Hulk Hogan. Like, it's not the same thing. It doesn't match up. And they're, they try to pass it off by saying, Shearer's become more focused and more aggressive. I'm like, no. He was just a heel when this match took place. Like... But I mean, they're trying to hide it. Yes, they are. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean... You watch the intro of that Shira match again. There is the briefest of... Like, just show him in the ring then. Don't even show any of the entrance. Just show him in the fucking ring like they did with the Mandrews and Manic match. Both guys started in the ring. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. But, alright. Uh, Garza, what, what would you change about Impact this week? Uh, my, my change is, uh, I guess I would have, uh, switched the Wolves match to the end of the show and have Root versus Young before it, uh, mainly because one, they're better wrestlers, or they're going to have a better match. Uh, two, I think you can play it out as they're the tag team champions and, you have the tag team champions fighting each other. I think you can really sell that. And those guys both needed like desperately to win. So I think you you put in like even more stakes. I, I think it could have been like a really good main event. I'd agree with you if there was actually gonna be a winner. Yeah. I, I, I think I think the draw hurts that that theory. Because, like, because mm, yeah. I mean, ending a show on a draw, that's like. Well, that's how they ended the. No, wait. Is that how they ended when they see three tired? That wasn't the main event. Okay. That wasn't the main event, I don't think. I think the main event of that was like. Lashley Gallery? I want to say, La no. say Lashley and Aries. Okay. Yeah, I want to say it was Lashley and Aries. Um,. But yeah, my change would have caught, would have come with the Wolves too. I wouldn't have had them wrestle to a draw. Um, because now I I know they filmed this before they knew it was a tournament. I understand that and I appreciate it and that's fine, whatever. But those two guys wrestling to a draw makes them both fucking idiots. Because it essentially takes them both out of their group. One point is not going to advance either of them unless Robbie E loses. Uh, I mean, are, are you saying that one should have like finger poke of doom the other one? 
Well, no, not not finger poke of doom necessarily, but like wrestle for like 10, 13 minutes. When they realize it's a stalemate, they can look at the clock and say, you know, one of us has to get three points. And then, you know, they're a tag team. They're best friends. It's, yeah, but it's not unheard of. But we're talking about the world title here. Yeah, and they just screwed each other out of it by wrestling to a draw. Oh well, yeah, because they both want it. But the thing is, you like David can say Eddie, hey, you get this one. When you become champ, give me a first shot. It's all you need. Mm, it's all you I need. Don't know. I think that makes him look even more dumber. Like no, 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 yeah. this this makes them look super dumb because now they have to really rely on a lot of luck to even advance in the round. Yeah, but it's more real. Is they, it? Yeah, I wouldn't give up my title shot for my friend. I want my title shot. Okay. I mean, yeah, but wrestling to a draw, they both give it up. Yeah, but... You're expecting trying to win at the until the last minute. Yeah, I I guess, but then they shouldn't have shown like respect to each other afterwards. They should have both been a uh, little frustrated. Yeah, I mean, but they're still friends. Yeah, all right. It it just it bothers me. It doesn't work for me on a logistic level because math wise, they both screwed each other out of the tournament. Essentially, that, that's, that's just me. All right. Um. So, Garza, where would, where would you rank Impact this week? Uh, I'm going to rank Impact number... Yeah, number two. <laughs> uh, like I said in the beginning, the in-ring wrestling was really good this week. I, I really liked it. God damn you. All right. Um, I'm going to rank Impact number three this week. Um, it was fine. It was a good show. Uh, I liked the Mandrews Manic match despite Manic wrestling him with a mask. Um, the Wolves match was good, but it was boring to me. It was like watching Roderick Strong wrestle Roderick Strong. <laughs> I guess that's why I like it. And we, Yeah, that's why I didn't. Like, it was very fitting that the guys I jokingly nicknamed Kiki and Choppy ended a match by kicking and chopping. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, it, it is what it is, but... Um, and the oh, and we didn't even touch on the Jeff Hardy interview. Oh what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a piece of shit that was. <laughs> I, I will say this: uh, in a show that it maybe it may feel repetitive for a lot of people because we're just doing the the tournament matches and the tournament related interviews. Mm-hmm. I think it was a good use of time. I mean, the interview was crap, but at least you're. you're you're uh, using the wrestlers that are not doing anything and putting them in something to do. It was definitely something different. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it broke up the monotony a little bit. But like the most humility Jeff could muster was saying right at the end, like, yeah, it was probably a little unfair that the referee attacked, attacked DC3. I'm like, you were the referee, motherfucker. You handed the match to your brother. You handed him the title. Like, yep. like, heels should not be this correct. They shouldn't be. In the world of... They should think they are. They should absolutely think they are. 
but they should factually be 100% wrong. That's how twisted uh, wrestling is nowadays. And uh, every company does this. Like, oh, yeah. It oh, makes yeah. so much sense now. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- this isn't just a TNA problem. This yeah. is an every company problem. WWE, NXT, um, Ring of Honor. Hell, even Lucha to an extent. There are some heels that are 100% accurate in that. Like, I know Dario was right more than one time. Uh, but, yeah, heels should not be correct. They shouldn't be. That's not the nature of a heel. Like, they can maybe, like, if in the back of your head, like, well, he kind of makes a point. But he shouldn't be just out and out factually right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be out and out factually correct. Like, that that shouldn't be a thing. But, um, all right, anyway, Garza, where can the good people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me at DW Revolution for Twitter. You can go to TheWrestlingRevolution.com. Uh, you can also go to the Wrestling Mayhem Facebook group, where uh, even though Mike says I spoil stuff, I don't spoil stuff. Never. I am really careful about that. <laughs> well, you spoiled one thing. Um, you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, please go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. If you do not have a chance to listen to the Indie Mayhem Show, go read Matt Carlin's article. He did an article about our interview of Krista Joseph from Lucha Underground. It is a fantastic article. It was a fantastic interview. If you are a fan of this show or of Lucha Underground, you need to watch it. You need to read it. You need to just consume this interview because it will tide you over slightly until we see Lucha Underground in 2016. All right. So for Antonio Garza, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Lucha Underground sanctioned midweek. Whoa!